0: What's up, my people? Welcome back to episode three of Headaches and Heartbreaks. I'm your host Devin Smith. Alongside me, we have a strong, courageous young woman—the true definition of light at the end of the tunnel, Cynthia Stacio. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Dev. How you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. How are you?
1: Doing pretty good. Can't complain.
0: That's what's up. Well, I appreciate you for being on the show.
1: Thank you for the invite.
0: No problem. So today, I wanted to um, get into a couple of things. Um, your brother's a good friend of mine, and. Um, I feel like you have an interesting story that I wanted to get into. Sure. Um, I understand that um, you've had like a lot of controversial things happen in your life with being um, a lesbian and also um, wait, some traumatic.
1: I'm a lesbian? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, they don't know that, but I do. <laughs> um, also, some um, traumatic things that might have happened in your past. So, I wanted to kind of just you know get into a couple of things about that, you know sounds good, yeah, so, um, let's just start off with like family and everything like that, so, like how's your family relationships and like
1: um i mean i I have my own family now, I'm married, I got two kids, um so that family life is you know as good as it can be okay um, the family I grew up with not not so much, I'm not very close to any of them, unfortunately, primarily because you know i I am a homosexual okay. And whatnot, so they didn't agree with that too well.
0: Do you think that um, now that you're older, like maybe you can change that or come together? Not necessarily you change it, but you guys can all come together and you know, try to figure something out for like, the best of your family.
1: Uh, honestly, at this point, no. Um, primarily, just like, I mean, I've, I've definitely tried. It's never been an issue of not trying. Okay. Um, but there's a certain point when you're putting too much effort in and it's Pointless to try and wait and hope that they're gonna turn you know they're turn a new leaf basically. So, okay. So, for me, it's just kind of pointless.
0: So you try. So if they come to you and they say, hey, let's work this thing out, you're willing to sit down and you know yeah. talk about things.
1: Absolutely. That's but awesome. I'm not gonna be the one chasing anymore.
0: Okay. So you said you had your own family, huh? Mm-hmm. So you married, have a girlfriend. I am married. Okay. Uh,
1: beautiful wife Nicole, and we okay. got uh, two kids together, Cheyenne and Callie, 11 and 9.
0: Okay, that's what's up. So how is that going?
1: Uh, I mean, it goes really well. Um, I, I can't complain. We we actually just work really well. Like, um, a lot of couples, whether they're uh-huh. dating or married, they tend to argue about mar- um money, okay. and that tends to be the one number one reason that people like get divorced and right. things of that nature. Right. It's never been our issue. If anything, we argue about like who's gonna fill the gas tank up next. Okay. Because neither of us like to do that. So we work really well together.
0: I think the more masculine one should probably do the gas tank filling up. So which one is that?
1: Yeah, she says the same thing. And uh, that would be me.
0: Okay. So are you in control of like fixing the car and shit, going to clean it out? Does yeah. she wash dishes? and?
1: Oh, we both do. Typical? We have a dishwasher. But we also like, <laughs> I mean, the dishwasher is actually our children. Okay. Um, they, for the most part, they clean up the house. They do the dishes, all of that stuff. Uh, I do all of the car repairs. Um, I build our own furniture and stuff like that. That's kind of my job. She takes out the trash, though.
0: Damn. Okay. Got you got it down. I like that. <laughs> cool. So, how does the um, children take on having two moms in the house?
1: Uh, they both like it, actually. They um, they know their father, but their mm-hmm. father is not in the picture much. Okay. Oh, so, and they they're not a big fan of him, anyways, because he's uh, he's a big drug user This is kind of their, their take on things But um, yeah, they've never had a problem with You know, having two moms or anything like that Especially here in Illinois It's just kind of like a norm to them okay. Plus, I've been in their lives since Cheyenne was I want to say four, maybe five Callie was Actually no, Cheyenne was about six So that would make Callie about four Okay. So I've been around for a long time.
0: So I wanted to know. Um, so, when did you know that you were gay?
1: Uh, I, was, I was extremely young, actually. Um, I, I'm so bad with age. I was, um, it was definitely about fifth grade, I want to say. Um, I've never, my, my family is very like Christian Catholic, so mm-hmm. I wasn't 100% sure on how that actually worked. But um, I, I met a girl and I thought she was just the finest thing that ever walked earth which I feel like is how most men feel, uh-huh. so kudos to you guys. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I was extremely young. I came, out, uh, I came out first to my stepfather around the same time, and then I was later on, I was forced out of the closet by my principal in seventh grade, so I was pretty young.
0: The principal forced you out? Yeah. How did the principal do that?
1: So uh, I used to play basketball, and uh, one of my friends found out that I was interested in girls and so it became a uh, an issue I guess you can say it wasn't really an issue it was just more so like people were talking about it like it was it was new to them and we were all really young so mm-hmm. they were all kind of confused so it was a conversation more so right. but my coach uh who was just the most manly of men freaked out <laughs> he was like i don't know how to deal with this kind of thing so he brought the principal he got the principal involved and the principal was like oh, this is also not a situation that even she could deal with. So she was like, well, we're just going to we're going to talk to your mom and see how she wants to deal with it. And I even told him, I was like, dude, my mom doesn't know. You can't do that. That's that's bogus. She's like, no, we're going to let your mom know.
0: That's like, crazy. Love. Like, what's the big deal? So do you ever find men attractive?
1: I mean, yeah, I think I think men can definitely be attractive. Dev, I think you're attractive. You have I an attractive personality
0: for Thanks. sure. Uh, wait, I have an attractive face, too.
1: Um. no but i mean like yeah like men can be attractive having a a nice body in general is attractive okay i just i would never want to be in a relationship with a man that would suck
0: okay so if you were to pick one man to be in a relationship if you're just saying like this one man like your dream man who would it be
1: channing tatum channing tatum
0: um, mr magic mike himself
1: absolutely i mean absolutely absolutely He's a, just a, a, he's the finest of men. I know that obviously there's other po- like people really like Thor and stuff and even like Loki. But mm-hmm. Channing Tatum's my he's my kryptonite. He would probably be the person, if anything, that got me straight because on top of everything else, he's rich. Like, pff, fuck it, whatever.
0: <laughs> OK. I would say my celebrity crush would be. Um, let me think. Somebody super fine. Beyonce. No, I don't like Beyonce that much. I'd rather take I Kelly over it. Beyonce, but um, I would say um, maybe. Uh, I'm just gonna go with Kelly Rowland. All right, she's fine and chocolate. I like it. She is.
1: She yeah. is. My my female celebrity crush is always gonna be Rachel McAdams.
0: Don't know who that is.
1: She's the white girl from. Uh, or she's the main character of the Notebook. But I only like her if she has red hair.
0: Never seen the notebook.
1: Bullshit you've never seen the notebook. Everybody's never, seen the no, notebook. No, I have
0: what is it about? Just some lovey dovey <laughs> shit?
1: Yeah, it's a romantic comedy where like they meet in like the forties or some shit. And uh it's their it's just like their love story, but then mm-hmm. she gets uh old timers, and yes, I call it old timers. Uh so she forgets like her whole entire life and he has to go through and like remind her, which is where that story takes place.
0: So he has to make her happy again, basically. Yeah. Cool. So tell me about the happiest times in your life. Give me a happy time in your life.
1: Uh, The happiest time, or a happy time in my life. um, I would probably say, that's kind of tough. There's a lot of happy moments in my life.
0: Just give me one that you can just think of that was like the happiest moment. Like, damn, this really made me happy. Whether it's from like your marriage, kids.
1: No, I'm just kidding. Um, Honestly, I'd probably say when when my son was born. He's six now okay uh he was a complete and utter accident like when and I don't mean like like we didn't want him in any way shape mm-hmm. or form like we didn't know he existed until my ex was six seven months into the pregnancy like he was like totally unexpected
0: she didn't like show it all at she seven didn't months?
1: show her everything else that could possibly like go wrong just was like there was, there was no indication whatsoever.
0: So, like, she still got a period and everything?
1: Yep. Everything. Everything was just normal. All her pregnancy tests that she took, she
0: mm-hmm.
1: passed with flying colors.
0: Damn.
1: It, we just had no idea. So, like, seven months in, and we finally find out that she's pregnant. And it's like, uh shit, what are we going to do? Like, we're we're both still teenagers for the most part. Mm-hmm. How do we even support a child? How do we you know get all the things that we need for this child like what in all hella are we gonna do with so little time and he was he was um he was a little early not too early but a little early for sure
0: so like a little premature
1: no he wasn't premature he was just like his due date was he was born in august but he was what's the month after august September. september yeah he was supposed to be due in september but he was born in august
0: okay my son was born in august too oh leo party oh yeah so bring take me to one of your proudest moments then a proud time in your life
1: uh my proudest moment is probably with my my oldest daughter cheyenne this this kid cracks me up honestly she's really cool uh but she uh when we were living in florida she had this bully and this the bully was the principal's daughter of all freaking people and this kid would just give her shit all the time she would get physical even and every day she would come home and she'd be like, that bully was being a dick again. And I'd be like, well, you got to stick up for yourself. There's a certain point where you just have to stick up for yourself. There's nobody, like, your parents can't go to school with you. You know, we can't be like, okay, guys, enough is enough. That's just not how life works.
0: Before you before you go on, do you think that bullying, do you think these kids learn it from home? Or is it that it's something like circumstantial happen at home? Or they're just assholes in general? Like this kid, just he's just an asshole.
1: I feel like it's a little bit of both i feel like kids in general tend to be assholes mm. uh, especially in that age group but i also do think that it does have something to do with at home or they're it, most of the time it's just that they're not getting enough attention at home which is not the rarest thing in the world but some kids just don't handle it you know as well as others so what's the best way to get that attention well if they act out in school they are being their parents are forced into that communication by another adult. Right. So they look at it as I'd rather get in trouble than be ignored. And that makes sense to me. But at the same time, yeah, I think some kids are just assholes. Like there's no reason behind it. You're just a dick.
0: So now what happened to your daughter?
1: Oh, yeah. So um, so she basically she just finally stuck up or she finally uh, defended herself against this bully, and it was actually awesome. So she, <laughs> this bully was giving her shit, and she got a little physical with her. And so my oldest daughter pushed her into a corner and just went ham on this girl. She beat her ass? She beat her ass. Okay. And the principal called myself and my wife in, and at first we were worried because we weren't 100% sure what happened. Right. And so we came in, and the principal's furious. <laughs> And she's like, your daughter did this, that, and the other thing. And I go, wait, hold on. So you're telling me that my daughter's in trouble with you because she defended herself? And the principal's like, well, you know, we don't tolerate violence here. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, clearly you do because your daughter started this. A. B. Cheyenne, high five, gave her a high five right in front of the principal. And I was like, if we're done here, I'm going to take my daughter for some ice cream
0: okay <laughs> like, that's dope.
1: that was it because it's like she finally had because so many kids like they grow up getting bullied and they're just like this is it this is just life this is how it's mm-hmm. gonna be and they don't do anything about it and for her she was like you know what no enough is enough i'm not gonna be the bullied and hell yeah i was proud that's of that she
0: did she whooped some ass she whooped some ass shout out to you that's dope do you think um having two female parents that like, contributed to the bullying or people at school don't know about it like
1: no they do know about it um but she was being bullied because of uh i think it was like her shoes or something or like what she because she's really into like anime and stuff so okay. she's kind of, she's she's out there i guess you can say is it like
0: hot topic wear almost
1: almost yeah okay so it was, it was more so about that. Um, and then also, like, she was getting bullied because, which I think was, is actually really funny, but she was also being bullied because she was top of her class. Mm-hmm. So they're basically like, oh, you're a nerd kind of thing. And it's like, you're just upset that she actually reads at a high school level and you're a dumbass. Right, but,
0: stupid-ass kid.
1: Yeah, but no, it actually, it never had, she's never been bullied because, you know, her parents are gay or anything like that.
0: Okay, cool. That's what's up. I feel like uh, there was a time where my son, um, was feeling like he was being bullied, mm-hmm. but I feel like it stopped really quick because his mom will fight kids and shit, and <laughs> she will also fight the teachers. You know, like go up there and snap off. You know what I'm saying? So that shit yeah. kind of cut off pretty quick. So, I mean,
1: I, yeah, I would fight a teacher hands down.
0: Yeah, for your kid, I would do anything for my kid. Yeah, yeah hell yeah, dude. I mean, like,
1: how are you gonna take advantage of a kid in general? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just you must be a very small person to feel like it's okay to do that. So yeah, I'll fight you. That's okay. I'll win too. <laughs>
0: So can you take me to a a traumatic time and traumatic as in, I know you just said, take advantage of a kid. So um, let's like hear a little bit about that.
1: Um, well, yeah, I have my own uh, traumatic experience when I was a kid. Um, my stepfather took advantage of me as well. He uh, raped me when I was really young. Um, that's kind of, that's also one of the, that's actually where like my family situation and how it kind of started to crumble that's where it really started and then adding on like hey i'm also gay guys and it actually has nothing to do with this experience i think really kind of put my family on like a completely different plane than me
0: okay
1: i was about 11 when it happened and um it like i said it was my stepfather i remember it being uh during a bears game at night and um i for me because i I primarily primarily had to go through that entire experience afterwards, the you know, like the dealing with the police, going to the hospital. I really had to deal with that all on my own and I think that was also one of the reasons that I have a pretty crappy relationship with my family, you know, as a whole. Okay. There's really only like two people in my family who took took my accusation uh at, at face value. Whereas everybody else was not which was weird to me because nobody actually liked the guy right but they for some reason felt the need to defend him
0: like it was almost hard to believe that he would do something like that You think? yeah
1: and i mean like as a parent now like i completely understand you you not wanting to believe it because you never want something bad to happen to your kids you know that's just that's just how it works but to to push that agenda to a situation of I'm just going to outright call you a liar because I don't want to believe it. That's just selfish. You know, that's that's you trying to take care of you. And you know what? That's fair. But as a parent, your kids are supposed to come first.
0: It's like you don't want to believe somebody that you have love for would actually do something like that to your kid. So you're denying, denying, denying and just like believing in your own mind like that shit could never happen. You know? Yeah. And you want to believe it. But then in the back of your mind, your kid comes to you and tells you that it's, you, you believe something's going on. Yeah. Like 100 percent. I believe that because I couldn't even imagine my son coming up to me telling me something like that. I feel like I'm 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 just going to go to jail. Yeah. It's like I already know what's going to happen, you know. Yeah. And I wouldn't even ta- I would take it for what it is like if he told me that, you know, cuz he yeah. he talks a lot. So I would I would definitely be locked up somewhere. Yeah, Apparently. I mean
1: I I would I think I would have the same experience there as right. well if my daughter's came home and said that. Even mm-hmm. if it wasn't to the extent of my particular situation. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's just a line like my growing up, my grandmother, she's very, very old school, but uh, growing up as, you know, one of the girls in the family, she would never allow us to sit on like our grandfather's lap or like an uncle's lap or any male family member. And her reasoning behind it was always like, I mean, it's a really shitty reasoning behind it, but Uh her idea on it was that men are in a sense incapable of handling their body. Right. So she didn't want to take the chance, in a sense. She was actually one of the people, one of the two people who believed me firsthand. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that men can't handle themselves, because they can.
0: We get, we get NRBs, though.
1: NRBs?
0: Yeah, we definitely get NRBs.
1: Something boner, what?
0: No reason boners.
1: No reason boners. Yeah,
0: that happens. I mean, I guess. I, it wouldn't, I don't know how it could happen with a kid on your lap that's kind of fucked up, but I mean, like, just everyday life.
1: You wake up and you're like what do you want from me yeah yeah i guess i can i i don't have that problem
0: well thankfully i don't have
1: to take cold showers in the morning
0: so she said so obviously she didn't let you sit on the laps and then
1: yeah so um growing up with that in my mindset anyways i always kind of felt like because that that was kind of something that everybody in our family understood Mm -hmm. that me coming out and telling the truth would just be taken as face value and it just kind of never was, which was, it was weird to me. Um, but the thing went like my mother, I understood my mother's side of things of not wanting to necessarily believe it. It was everybody else, you know, it was my aunt, um, my brothers, uh-huh. you know, or they, they were just like, nah, like it's, it's just bullshit. Like it just didn't happen. There was no love for that particular person. Right. Nobody uh-huh. liked this guy. So there was no excuse, I guess you can say of, having the opinion of you're just a liar
0: was it something that you've done in the past that might have made them believe you're a lying like were you like the rebel child or like like why though like why did they feel like okay Cynthia came to us and told us this like why don't what like why don't they believe me like is it something that there there was one it? situation uh-huh.
1: um and I wasn't rebellious until after this actually okay. however um my it was that, that particular time that I actually was able to go to the hospital, things of that nature. That wasn't okay. the first time that it happened with my stepfather. Um, so the, the very first time anything happened, I actually did go and tell my mother. Okay, and the issue with that was that he had some like stomach issue or something like that, and stress caused him to have to go to the hospital. And so I confronted my mother about it. And he ended up having to go to the hospital because he was freaking out, right?
0: He was nervous. That motherfucker is sick. He was, he was sick. Fucking
1: nervous. <laughs> and so um, because of that, I, I remember going into my mom's room afterwards and she was bawling her eyes out. And so I went over to confront her and, you know, comfort her and, and things of that nature. And I just remember her saying, uh, his, his family is going to think I'm trying to kill him. Mm. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? And he, she, you know, she was just... Upset that he had to go to the hospital, and it was like, in my opinion, especially now i'm like, <laughs> good, he should be in the hospital right. for other reasons, uh, but yeah, he should be in the hospital um and it 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 took me to a completely different place of like my mother isn't isn't ready for this kind of stuff, so I told her, all right, I lied to try and help her in a sense uh. I regret it every fucking day, but I, I didn't feel like I had much of a choice. You know, she was so worried about this guy who just took advantage of her daughter right. that she completely forgot as to why he was stressing out in the first place. You know, where that came from in the mm-hmm. first
0: place. Right. Um, I look at it as well as it's like, it's, it's a really bad situation. And then, like, you know, how you're talking about your mom, like, what she was going through, crying. And it's kind of fucked up to think, like, okay, obviously it's your stepdad, so your mom's been married before. Yes. So it's, like, a chain of events that just keeps fucking happening. It's, like, like, damn, I can't get a break. Like, okay, I had a husband here. These fucking things happen. I have a daughter who's coming to me telling me that this husband did this to her. It's, like, damn, where can I get this break at? So it's, like, I feel for you, you know what I'm saying, and, like, what you went through and, like, how fucked up it was and, like, how you were able to make it through it. And then I also kind of feel for your mom in a kind of way. Like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up that like it's like that the first time something wasn't done. But then like it's like it's like she's been through so much as well. It's like kind of like her brain is kind of trying to shut it off, you know?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I say this all the time and I've said this to my mother as well. I I consider my mother a very weak person.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the reason behind that is. She, she just really, I, I don't believe in like, you know, you have bad luck with men or women or whatever the case may be. Like we do have the choice in the, in the people that we put in our lives. Uh-huh. And you would think that after my father or even during my father, right, that she would learn that she would learn the signs of a not okay guy, right? Especially when other people and other situations have punched her in the face uh-huh. numerous times to be like, you shouldn't do this she's just like no, i'm gonna do it anyways i'm gonna give it a shot you know and it's like you keep doing this and it fucks up everybody who's in that circle so it's gonna fuck up you it's gonna fuck up your kids it's gonna fuck up any other family that may have any insight on this situation and she does it time and time again i mean she's just newly married okay and even him like i mean she's she's it's it's been her whole life she just like she it's almost like there's a quote from a book called um uh perks of being a wallflower and the and the quote is we accept the love we think we deserve and i that's like a spitting image of my mother she doesn't know any better and even though she continuously tells herself like i deserve more and i want more she doesn't know how to get it she doesn't know what the difference is
0: that's because we're creatures of habits. Like we I guess, we yeah. long for the same shit almost, even though it fucks us up in the end. It's almost like it's a comfort there. Like there's something in that relationship, there's something in these relationships that comforts me, you know? There's even with you and me, you know. I'm, even with you and me, like yeah like you you could talk about your ex and how shitty your ex was and like how you just hate that fucking person but then there's always that little bit of something that makes you feel like damn i love there's a reason why i love this person you know yeah no matter how fucked up it is like it's it's kind of like that and also me being a man i can honestly say like we kind of go into relationships as um a different person you know like i can even say me like i can show a woman like the greatest time and like be like the nicest person but i'm a fucking gemini at the end of the day you know so like (laughs) as soon as something happens it's like who the fuck is this next who's this other person i'm talking to like what happened like you know so but i get what you mean though but like you feel that your mom like she puts herself in these situations and it's like she's almost comfortable there so she stays stagnant you know yeah so i get that absolutely cool but I wanted to brighten things up a little bit, and that I wanted good. to ask you a couple of questions. Okay, just little uh, rapid questions. So, okay. when was your first heartbreak?
1: Uh, my first heartbreak freshman year. Um, Nicole Rodriguez.
0: Okay, what did she do?
1: She, uh, she cheated on me with my with my best friend.
0: What? Fuck you, Nicole. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh she she was like she moved she moved away she moved to gray's lake and i was living in palatine so like it was it was hard for us to see each other in general
0: gray's i don't know where that's at
1: gray's lake is over by six flags so like waukegan area oh
0: so she was cheating at six flags and shit huh
1: no see the thing was is she was coming back to palatine and that's when she was cheating on me so when she would be like yeah i'm coming down you know And I'm going to see all my friends and stuff. She would like push me to the side and then go fuck somebody else. So
0: she was sneaky, sneaky.
1: She was a sneaky little bitch. Yeah, for sure.
0: Hey, Nicole, you guys, Cynthia fucked up. That's fucked up. Whatever, bitch.
1: (laughs) You know what, though? Afterwards, like she she taught me a valuable lesson. And after that, I I was a complete nutter hoe for sure. Yeah, yeah, I would fuck around. I didn't care. I, I wasn't really in like a whole lot of relationships, like actual relationships. It was really just me. I was just going around fucking around doing me.
0: Hey sometimes that's what you gotta do to find the right one, yep. gotta yeah gotta go through that page, you know that book it might be a hundred pages in that book, but you know <laughs> hopefully one <101, laughs> that's the right one you know yeah um so when's uh which sibling gives you the biggest headache <laughs>
1: my my uh my middle brother I'm the youngest, but okay. my middle brother definitely gives me the biggest headache he's just he's a pompous motherfucker is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, he gives me a headache for sure. Like, my oldest brother's got his own stuff going on, and, like, he's definitely an idiot with a lot of stuff, but my middle brother is just, like... Sometimes I, I I wonder if he thinks before he speaks.
0: I can name a couple things as well which is This <laughs> motherfucker got OCD. He... He legit crazy, yep. you know? He, he try to fight everybody, you mm-hmm. know? Um, he thinks jiu works against a gun. Like, <laughs> if, if, if somebody had a gun pointed at his head, he thinks that he could put them in a headlock, and they'll just work, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But at the end of the, he's still a cool person, though. You no, know? He's yeah. all right, you know? Yeah, he's all right. I don't like him that much, but. <laughs> so can you describe yourself in three words?
1: Uh, disc- uh, oof. Brave, patient, and asshole
0: asshole what makes you an asshole
1: i'm such an ass i actually was talking to my boss about this uh yesterday i'm the type of person who like so i i'm in sales okay and sales can be a very tough industry because there's a certain especially depending on the type of sales you're you're gonna have bad weeks right Mm -hmm. or bad days or something like that and the best way to you know like get somebody back up and working is to be an asshole to them to tell them how shitty that they are and how should they've always been? And all of a sudden, they're like, fuck. Maybe I should try something else. And it makes things better. But I do that a lot. But I'm also just really fucking blunt. So, like, if you're being dumb, I'm going to tell you you're being dumb.
0: Are you going to say, like, you're being dumb? You're gonna be like, you're a fucking dumbass. Or like that? And
1: I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Okay. Sit down and shut
0: up. But you mean it out of love, though?
1: Sometimes. Like, I had, uh, we have this one employee. employee I'm not going to mention her name. But, um she she we have meetings every monday and thursday and she just loves to fucking talk she loves to argue and she's this older woman and um the other day we had our meeting and she she's like a kind of a hippie and i was like you know you're putting a lot of bad energy into you know the atmosphere right now so if you could like try to turn that around make it more positive and sit down and shut the fuck up that'd be great (laughs) everybody was fucking silent i just turned around went to my boss i was like continue please
0: I feel like asshole kind of rubs off too. Like it, it, can rub off on the kids as well.
1: Oh, my kids are absolute assholes. Absolutely,
0: yeah, mine's can be an asshole too. Um, I think it comes from me though, because his mom's like super nice. You know, she could be an asshole too, but like towards me, yeah. But like, somebody can talk to me, and I can just sit there without giving them any type of conversation. Like they're having a the whole conversation with me, and I just. Totally ignore him. So then my son, he'll ignore you, but then, like, he'll act like he just doesn't even know who the fuck you are. Like, you could be like, oh, what's up? And he'll look at you dead in your face and be like, I don't know who you are. And you could have been ch- <laughs> hanging out with him like a month ago, you know? Nice. It's crazy. Nice. I um, love kids. Yeah. What's your biggest addiction?
1: My biggest addiction? Ah. Um, I I mean, I smoke. I'm, I'm a smoker, but I don't know. I don't have... I guess, if anything, I would probably say I'm addicted to work. Okay. I, I absolutely love work. I love being the best at what I do, too. So, like, if there's somebody above me, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to take your spot.
0: You want to take that spot. Number one spot. Yep. That's the only way to do it.
1: Yeah, damn right. I'm just second best to no one. Absolutely okay. <laughs> no one. So, yeah, no, I'd probably say yeah, I'm definitely, like, addicted to work. I'm a workaholic for sure. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get there.
0: Good. get that money? Yeah, hell yeah. Who's one person you wish you hadn't met?
1: One person I wish I hadn't met, Uh Hmm. I don't, I can't say that there's a particular, I mean like everybody who I've met, whether they've like screwed me over or anything like that, like every single person has taught me a very valuable lesson in life. And if I, you know, if I'm like, oh no, there's so many people who've kind of screwed me over and I just wish I just never dealt with them. If I didn't deal with them, I wouldn't be prepared for the next person who did it. You know what I mean? So, I can't really say that I regret meeting anybody.
0: Okay. Um, what's one thing that you're most afraid of?
1: Florida spiders.
0: Florida spiders? Florida
1: spiders. In particular, Florida spiders.
0: I've only been to Florida once and I was in Miami, but I was in the airport, mm-hmm. so I didn't get to see too much. So, like, what the spiders look like?
1: This thing was completely fucking bald. It was brown. Okay. But it was ginormous. I mean, this thing was like.
0: Like eight legged freak type shit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just like that. And it was, we were, drive, we were in a drive through and I, we were like getting smoothies and stuff and I'm ordering. And my wife's like hitting me on my shoulder. And I'm finally, I'm like, what? You know, like I'm ordering. Like, why are you bugging me right now? And she points up and this ginormous freaking spiders there. And I, I remember like unbuckling me. I unbuckled her. I pushed her out of her side of the door because okay. that fucking spider is right above my head. Pushed her out for my own safety. I have no shame in admitting that. I saved her to save myself. <laughs> but that thing just fucked me up. We almost got rid of the car in general just because, like, we were never able to find it afterwards. And every like we took a cross country road trip and we would sleep in the car. And every once in a while, like one of us would be like. You know, we never found that spider, and then we wouldn't be able to sleep
0: for the rest of the night. Oh, to burn the whole car. (laughs) Fuck that shit. I'm not (laughs) dealing with no big-ass spiders. That's crazy. So what's your lifelong dream?
1: Lifelong dream, that's an easy one. So I want to own a plot of land in, like, Washington or Oregon. Okay. Somewhere just, like, deep in the woods with some mountains in the background. I want to build my own um, home there. Nothing too crazy, but I do want to build my own home, have a bunker underneath have a slew of dogs my wife really wants a cow like one of those miniature cows so we're probably gonna have one of those okay and just like live off the land
0: okay and you want to grow weed there too or is it just you just want to live off the land
1: um oh well you know what it's a, it's legal now no, yeah no, no. yeah no i'll grow my own weed. no actually my my wife's allergic to marijuana
0: i know somebody who said that same thing that's weird as fuck. how can you that's weird
1: so like for instance my mom has claimed that she was allergic to marijuana for like her entire life okay. and it was actually just because it was just the the effects you get from smoking pot you know like paranoia oh, yeah, and stuff like, like, like hot, that yeah, yeah um so like she just never really knew but my wife i i took that information and when my wife told me i was like you know it's probably just you know the effects of actually smoking pot and she's like oh so everybody who smokes pot goes into anaphylactic shock and i was like no no not everybody chokes on their tongue mm that's what happens to you and she's like yeah and i was like okay never mind <laughs> we won't smoke around you that's fine so i mean i can grow it but i won't be able to smoke it i can sell it make a fuck ton of money though
0: okay cynthia is
1: uh cynthia is crazy yeah my so we used to live in uh this like mansion the goddess mansion mm-hmm and uh, my brothers and I, because we, we had a lot of land. So we would take like our cars, like our actual cars out into this big plot of land that we had and just do donuts in it while somebody was on the roof of the car. And this one particular time, my middle brother, because he's an asshole, mm-hmm. had me up there. And I specifically told him, I was like, you know, like, don't don't do anything too crazy. Like, we don't want to die. He chucked me off the top of that car. I smashed Damn. my head. But on top of that, he was spinning, and he almost ran me over with that car, too. But, of course, he came out, and he's like, dude, that was sick. And I was Uh, like, I almost died.
0: (laughs) Crazy, right? But it was fun. Let's do it again. (laughs) That's crazy. Wow. What would you say to the man who violated you? What is one thing that you would say to him? And, like, what do you wish for him in the future?
1: (sighs) I would say don't go near any uh, schools. Don't do that. Stay away. But also, I hope your penis gets chopped off. I hope that becomes a law, for sure. Cause he's just a fucking dumbass idiot.
0: Or maybe they can inject them with something so then like it can't They're even just get They're constantly flaccid. Yeah, like just can't even get hard anymore.
1: Well, but that's that's what creates murderers. Like serial killers.
0: But you don't think chopping it off would be-
1: I mean it would probably fuck him up too, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, the, the reason that a lot of people become, like, serial killers is because they're flaccid. And they, it, it just won't work. And so they're, the only way that it manages to work is by, like, torturing and killing somebody. Okay. That's Which creepy.
0: is fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. Uh, just, yeah. So you being as brave as you were, what would you tell the next young lady who's going through the, like, who's going through the same things as you're going through right now? So who's been raped and who's actually transitioning or who may be lesbian like what would you tell them
1: Uh two different things so for starters any any young woman or woman in general any any girl who has had a situation where they have been taken advantage of uh sexually or physically you know like it's the it's almost the same situation of you right. just being abused right so what I would what I would say to them for starters is obviously you're not alone. There are so many women out there who have gone through the same thing or are currently going through the same thing. You are not alone, you are not stupid, you're not, you know, weak in any way, shape, or form. But the way that you can gain that power back, that control over your own life, is by speaking up. And the hardest part is the moment that you do it because you don't know how people are going to react. If you have to go to court, you don't know if you're going to win or lose. There's a million and one different things that can happen. However, because of that, because you were able to get that off your chest, because it'll, it'll be easier to live with later on. And obviously, it's going to be hard for everybody. I'm, not, I'm never going to push somebody to do something they don't want to do. But I promise you, it becomes a thousand times easier. It's easier to breathe, right? And for those girls out there who are uh, thinking they're gay or don't want to, you know, talk to their family quite yet, that one's on you. There's, there's no good time to come out of the closet, like okay. literally ever. Mm-hmm. And you could very well have awesome parents. You could have the parents who like already know, but they're respecting you and wanting, you know, you to come out to them, right? right. There's, but there's never going to be a good reason for that. And frankly, if you're gay, be fucking gay like there should never ever be a situation or a person uh, anything like that that should ever stop you from being you. We don't go around telling straight people that they're that they shouldn't be straight that they're less than for that. And they're not actually any different than us. They just like opposite sex whereas we like the same sex. You be you. We got Pride coming up in this month. I can go to pride let let all your gayness out there if you need to right. whatever the case may be you'll find people at pride who will like take you in as their own mothers who will be on the side hugging children uh or adults even who were mistreated by their parents before just be you dude no one especially in today's world no one's gonna judge you for that just be you
0: dope well i appreciate you coming on this podcast and talking to me talking about your brave story and like you know just telling us like what you've been through in life and i really appreciate that and and i'm pretty sure the people who are going to be watching this are going to appreciate it as well so thank you this is devin smith with headaches and heartbreaks episode three with special guest Cynthia Stacio. see you next time i am what i am today because i did it my way nothing y'all can say in this life for the next